Hello, welcome back everybody to the Cross Point Church Scripture Podcast. It's your host, Pastor Josiah. So glad to get into some scripture with you today as we find ourselves in that spiritual battle that we wake up to every morning. Um, God has an enemy, and the Bible describes God's word as the sword of the spirit, sharper than any two-edged sword. And so let's pick it up today and do what we need to do and uh, get our heads full of his word before we get our heads into anything else. Uh, we're going to be in a very interesting book. It's it probably might be one of your favorites. It's usually towards the top of people's favorite books to get into, and it's the book of Proverbs. What's cool about Proverbs is it it's going to challenge what we do on this podcast a little bit. Like we like to look at context and can we see Christ in the verse and what it meant to the original audience and stuff. What it meant to the original audience is not too hard in Proverbs. You know, I say that, but you know what I mean. That one doesn't stand out to me as the difficulty. Um, but the other two can be a little interesting because in Proverbs, it's kind of unique in the Bible where each verse, this isn't always true, There's especially the first uh, one to five chapters, are, you know, they make thoughts that are several verses long. and But a lot of times in Proverbs, for the bulk of Proverbs, the verse is does stand alone. Um, so in other words, you don't get as much from looking at the verses that came above and below it to kind of get your context to help you understand. Now, comparing a proverb to other proverbs within the same book helps a lot. I mean, it's not, you know, you don't just throw context out, but what I'm saying is it's pretty interesting. So I'm glad we're doing it together today. So you can see how the rule um, can be used in, in the situation as well. And so we'll go Proverbs chapter 12, verse 11 says, whoever works his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows worthless pursuits lacks sense. All right. So I think you can see right off the bat why people like Proverbs um, it's earthy. It's very easy to understand. Uh, it's very plain spoken. I think sometimes that that plain, you know, look is is purposeful and that it hides a depth that might be missed by people who aren't willing to look at it that way. Does that make sense? So I think here, let's to illustrate what I'm talking about. Let's look at the context of how this verse and and, and a lot of proverbs are built. Is that there's a statement. And then in English, there's a comma, and then there's a second statement. And what you do is you lay these two beside each other and compare them to one another, and and that's where the meaning comes out of. So in other words, the whole is greater than its parts. Whoever works his land will have plenty of bread is, you know, hey, you could see that, you know, a farmer framing that and putting it on his wall, and so be it, you know. Or he who follows worthless pursuits lacks sense, you know, makes total sense. You can see it as a statement, but... When you set the two together, there's a deeper wisdom that comes out. So in other words, uh, for those of you who, I'm not a farmer, um, you if you're listening to me right now, it's very likely you aren't either. Uh, but this, in the culture this was written to, it, it, they would have all depended. I mean, very we depend on our farmers too, but I'm saying it would have been a lot clearer to them that they were depending on either their own personal farm or the one there in the community uh, or they were not going to eat. And so when it says whoever works his land will have plenty of bread, that would have just made total sense to them. I make, I think it makes a sense to a lot of us too. But there you have it. But we get the idea that it's not just talking about bread and farming, because if it was, it would just say whoever works his land will have plenty of bread, and whoever doesn't won't, right? I mean, it doesn't need to be any more complicated than that. But what it says is but he who follows worthless pursuits lacks sense. 
So what it's trying to do is set up this comparison where we say, like a farmer who works his land because he needs to eat and feed his community, it challenges us to say, are the things that you pursue the same way or are you pursuing some things that are worthless, worthless pursuits? Are you chasing after things that don't profit, that don't do anything for you? And, um, you know, of course, all of us would want to say, well, no, I wouldn't do that. But I already know from reading this and doing what you're supposed to do with scriptures, which is begin to meditate on it and compare my life to it. I start to say, oh, man, there's a point here. There's a lot of things that seem very important to me. But as I am willing to look at them clearly and say, yes, but is it like the farmer working his land to provide bread for himself and his family and his community? I have to say, no, actually, I guess there are a few things in my life where I may be pursuing it, but it's not doing anything for me. It's a worthless pursuit. and I need to look at that. And so I think that's the way that context can help us in Proverbs and it may help you today as you're going through your day. You're probably not going to go farm, but you're going to use your time in certain ways. And this wisdom literature is asking you to say, am I using my time in a way that the farmer uses his to work his land for that bread or am I full of worthless pursuits? Now it's a challenge here. Proverbs can be, at least to me, where you say, we always like to look and see what can we see a particular scripture pointing towards Jesus. And I believe that we can, but it's just a little bit more of a challenge here. But one thing this reminds me of is Jesus's habit of, you know, when he came and he lived among us, he showed a lot of our pursuits to be worthless. Like he only ever was doing what his father, what he saw his father doing. And so he brought about the kingdom of heaven Jesus didn't lack sense, and so he didn't go on worthless pursuits. And that be, that is as it is, but he also helped so many people, as he has helped me. He helped so many people in the Gospels to see that their pursuits, like what they thought they wanted, what they thought they were going after, wasn't going to produce, wasn't going to be what they thought it was. So, like, for instance, he goes and finds these fishermen who are catching fish, which is good. It's not a worthless pursuit. But he says, hey, if you follow me, you'll catch men. You will save souls. You see what I'm saying? So he raises their pursuit and gives it more worth. He also helps some people like the rich young ruler. I think you guys remember him. He comes up to Jesus and says, good teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, you know all the commandments. He says, I've been keeping those since I was a boy. So there's a pursuit for him. Like he's been pursuing keeping the commandments. And it seems from the context that he's entirely sincere in that. I mean, it doesn't seem like he's trying to pull the wool over Jesus's eyes or anything like that. But Jesus has to show him that though he may think he's pursuing eternal life by keeping the commandments, he actually has a deeper pursuit in his life, which was worthless. And that was the security that money brings. And uh, we know this because Jesus helps him see what his real pursuit was by saying, well, here, there's only one thing left that you lack. Here's something to go after give everything that you have away, give it to the poor, and then you'll have treasure in heaven. There's your eternal life. Go after it. And the man, it says, walked away from him, broken, heavy-hearted because he had many possessions. So Jesus is giving him an opportunity to say, 
though you think you're pursuing eternal life in God and the commandments, you're actually what you're really your heart is hard after is these, this worthless pursuit of the fleeting security that money brings. And so I guess in a way, that's where I see Jesus and this type of wisdom, like he embodied it. And when he was around, he was like a walking, talking Proverbs 12, 11, that helped people to see the worthlessness of their worldly pursuits. And he continues to serve that purpose in my life by his Holy Spirit, and the scripture does too. All right, guys, so I hope this has helped you. Love Proverbs. Um, I hope this will give you some wisdom today as you go about, you're going you're gonna to invest your time somehow today. And so I hope this um, Proverbs twelve eleven will help you to say, yeah, but is this an eternal pursuit? Is this worth it? Is this like the farmer working his field uh, for bread? All right, guys, that's all I got. We'll see you next time.